Hi, this is Danny Klein-Monisette, and this is the Afterbirth Podcast, featuring real stories about raising kids that you're not going to read in a parenting magazine. Here's a story by author Brett Paisel called Career Day. It was recorded at the M-Bar in Hollywood, California in 2011. Please welcome Brett Paisel. The crumpled flyer that sticks out of my youngest son's folder is yellow, and I pull it out, prepared to toss it, as I have been tossing most of Murphy's neon epistles from kindergarten lately. I'm sorry. (laughs) They invariably ask for money or time, and I don't have much of either. It's been a crappy year. My husband and I are declaring bankruptcy, and work in Hollywood has been scarce to non-existence. From day to day, I enjoy my family and friends, but whenever I look at the big picture, I feel powerless, terrified, and regretful. Why did I choose to be a writer? Why didn't I choose a career in some essential field like child care, waste management, or cosmetic surgery? (laughs) The banner of Murphy's flyer catches my eye. Career day, volunteers needed. My first reaction is that this is a cosmic joke aimed directly at me. Knee-jerk cynicism has been getting me through our financial crisis. I don't like myself like this, but beating the universe to the punch feels, at the very best, proactive. This time, however, when my lip curls in wry response to the yellow flyer, I cannot muster the rest. This time, I reconsider. Maybe this isn't a joke at all. Maybe this is an opportunity for me to reconnect with what I love about writing. Maybe what's been missing, besides actual money, is my passion and commitment. I'm tired of being afraid, tired of cynicism, tired of saying no to neon flyers, tired of feeling like all my life choices belong in the don't column of every situational analysis. Sensing a metaphoric breeze of change, I boldly check, yes, I will volunteer. It's thrilling checking yes instead of no. The awakening flutter of inspiration in my chest carries with it the faint whiff of hope. By the time a coordinating parent calls me a week later, the flutter has taken root, sprouted, and flowered. I tell the volunteer mom that career day is a personal calling for me. If she gives me the job, I will make it my mission to light these small minds on fire. I feel that it's vital in this economic environment to let children know that a career in the arts is still viable. But more importantly, artists are essential to a thriving community. We are the nation's dreamers. We are makers of things. Art is what links the corporal to the spiritual. It's what saves us from leading lives of quiet desperation. (laughs) You realize you'll be talking to kindergartners, she says. Of course, I say, I'll dumb it down a bit. I'll take out the part about desperation. (laughs) I hear her shuffling some papers. I could pair you up with a psychologist. (laughs) Things aren't that bad, I joke. (laughs) She doesn't react. Apparently, she's all business. I adjust and say enthusiastically, 
A psychologist would be great. We could do a brief lecture on the origin of man's need to tell stories about the nature of his own existence. She pauses. Maybe we'll put you with the court stenographer. Finally, she decides to leave the pairing until later when, when she has more takers, but one thing is clear. I've got the job. I tell Murphy that I'm going to talk to his class about being a writer. He is thrilled and does a celebratory dance which includes a leap off the couch and a robot move that has significance only to him. <laughs> Murphy is an ebullient kid who declares his passion for almost everything with the zeal of a true believer. It is common for him to announce at breakfast, for example, I love French toast more than anything. I could have French toast every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> or, rubber bands are the best thing invented because they can do hundreds of jobs and be used over and over again. Like all zealots, however, he is only a breath away from total despondency. <laughs> One can run out of syrup. Rubber bands can break. In these moments when life lets him down, when his faith is tested, his despair is oceanic. He collapses into heaving sobs, balls his fists, doubles over and keens, why, why, why? <laughs> On career day, I can bring one of my articles that shows pictures of you, I tell Murphy. A few of my parenting articles have featured pictures of my family. This is gonna be great, he crows. It's going to be the best day ever. The, le le the week leading up to career day is frenetic. I flag magazine articles I've written. I, uh, I've written. I unearth newspaper op-ed about Halloween. I outline a brief introduction of what I consider to be strong writing elements. <laughs> Steer clear of adverbs. Make sure the conflict is clear. Be able to state your theme even if you don't write it, that kind of thing. Remember to keep it simple, my husband warns, as I work on a poster-sized graph of my story arc. There's six. That's why I'm doing this graph. It's visual, see? I gaze at the poster and I think, I'm going to blow that court stenographer off the stage. I need the perfect closer, I say to Pat. I could hand each one of them a tiny book that they could write their own stories in. What would I need, construction paper, a stapler? How many little books are we talking about? That's all the kindergartens combined, so roughly 60. Brett, you don't need to hand out little books. I want Murphy to be proud of me, Pat sighs. He's already proud of you. As soon as you walk in the room, he'll be proud of you. I was envisioning a stage. Uh, whatever, he says. You don't have to try that hard. But Pat doesn't understand is that I'm done with underperforming. <laughs> On the morning of the big day, I asked Murphy if he would like me to dress like casual mommy or beautiful mommy. <laughs> he chooses beautiful. After sending him and his older brother off on the bus, I return home to apply makeup and perfume. I pull the look together with sparkling earrings, spike heels, and a flowing silk sweater. Pat takes in my outfit, accepting an award. <laughs> Murphy wanted beautiful mommy, I say. 
And this means cocktail attire? <laughs> the night before, Pat staged a one-man intervention, threatening not to drive me to school if I stayed up all night making 60 mini-books. I don't drive, so this could have seriously derailed the, the venture. I capitulated. As we were leaving, however, I remember that I, I once wrote some internet content for Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. I dash over to the printer and quickly print it out. In the car, I visualize walking onto the stage, seeing the upturned faces of Murphy's classmates. I'm so caught up that I'm unaware of the turn we've made into a gas station. Then Pat comes to a complete stop. Something's smoking, he says. I look out the windshield and see that steam is indeed emanating from the hood of our dusty old beater of a car. Pat jumps out, pops open the hood, and another plume of steam escapes. I take a slow breath, and I am surprised to find myself fairly calm. I still, uh, simply breathe and wait as Pat swats the fumes until he can get a closer look. Look at me, I think. I'm a calm woman, dressed for her son's <laughs> career day sitting in a smoking clunker while her sweaty husband looks under the hood. I am remarkably calm. <laughs> the driver door opens and Pat flops into the seat. I don't think we can get her to go, he says. She's not going to go, I repeat, insensibly. I don't think so. I open my door, teetering slightly on my heels. When I get my balance, I walk over to the chain link fence, squat down, and let out a howl. No! I moan, no! I repeat over and over again. My gut clenches, tears surface and stream down my cheeks. I place my palms on the gravel, lower myself to my knees. in a higher pitch on all fours now. Why, why, why? I can't take it anymore, I yell to the ground. All I wanted was career day. One day, one fucking day when everything would be perfect. That's all I want. I turn to Pat, who sits stiffly in the driver's seat. Is that too much to ask? To have one day go perfectly? To look good to my son? To make a difference to eager minds? To have one day go right when every other fucking thing in my whole fucking life is a fucking fuckfest of failure? looks at me and says softly, no, it's not too much, baby. Damn right, I scream, <laughs> scrambling to my feet. Pat gets out of the driver's seat and checks under the hood again. I grab onto the fence and start kicking it with the pointy toes of my shoes. My toe gets caught, and I have to wrest it from the wire mesh. I can't even kick a fucking fence, I yell. I know, Pat says from under the hood. Why, what is it, Pat? Do I expect too much? Am I a terrible person? Why does everything go wrong? You got a script deal this year. A small one, a teeny tiny one that they wouldn't even offer an insect. I wouldn't say that. I would, I yell. The fight is almost out of me, but I've started to enjoy this. 
What abandon! I totally see why Murphy lets loose like this. I never scream, and it feels good, really good. I feel Italian. The problem is that I can't think of anything more to say. I stomp a little more. <laughs> but it hurts in my narrow shoes. I sniffle and wipe my cheeks. Pat emerges from under the hood. Okay, I have a plan. A taxi? Are you kidding? It'll cost 50 bucks, but hear me out. I think it's a leak in the water pump. I could be wrong, but I can fill it up with water, and if it leaks slow enough, we might get there. If we break down, we call AAA and have them tow us to the school. <laughs> we get three tows a year. We've only used one. We could even get them to tow us back home after you finished career day. I can't decide whether showing up for career day in a tow truck is humiliating or heroic. But the thought of experiencing the depth of Murphy's disappointment is now my primary motivating force. I can fail myself. I do it all the time. But I cannot fail him. I jump into the car, and it sputters its way to the school. Parents with name tags mill in the auditorium when I arrive. I haven't had time to check a mirror. Am I tear-stained, blotchy? Has my hair se mat separated into matted clumps? The mirror in the car is foggy, and I can't depend on Pat to give an accurate assessment. The fact that he thinks I always look good is both delightful and maddening. <laughs> In the past, he has failed to inform me about exposed bra straps, criminal panty lines, and a patch of gray hair on the back of my head that I didn't manage to reach with Clairol number 6N. <laughs> he smiles approvingly at me as I leave him at the door, but it's entirely possible that I look like Mickey Rourke. We are disappointed to lose our dental hygienist, but we picked up a mail carrier and an executive from CAA, the principal says. It always works out somehow. I take my seat with the other parents. I'm given my room assignment, but as yet no partner. No worries, I think. All the more time for, uh, with the kids to go over plot structure. Swatting away my disappointment that I am not on a stage, I arrive at my assigned classroom and set everything up. I look at the rows of desks and chairs and imagine myself lighting youthful imaginations on fire. The door opens and a man pokes his head in. He has a shaved head and a tattoo covering half his face. Is this the kindergarten room five, he asks? Yes, I say. He nods, pulls open the door, and steps in the classroom. He's wearing a complete martial arts costume, the white outfit with a black belt, and he's carrying a samurai sword. <laughs> are you the writer, he says. I nod. Holy fuck, are you shitting me? This is my partner. What little kid is going to want to sit through my lecture on story arcs after listening to a real live ninja dude with a facial tattoo and a fucking ninja sword? <laughs> he holds up the ninja sword. It's not real, don't worry. I'm cool, I say, so I guess there isn't a chance that he'd accidentally stab himself with the sword before the kids arrive. <laughs> Name's Hector, he says. I'm Brett. Whose father are you, I ask. No one's, he says. I teach some kids, so one of their dads asked me. So, you're not even a parent, I ask. Catch me, 
Catching my judgmental tone and tempering it with a smile. But come on, isn't that against career day rules or something? Hey, he says companionably, you want to go first or should I? Oh, I'll go first. Uh, no problem. I quickly offer. At least I won't have to follow the coolest ninja dude on the entire fucking planet. <laughs> the door opens and Murphy appears in a crush of children behind him. Hi, Mom, he beams. Hello, my love, I say. He strides in with the throng tumbling after him. The kids stare at Hector and the sword as they move toward their desks. But Murphy sees only me. He takes his seat in the back row and pats the chair next to him so his best friend can join him. Their heads bow together, and then Murphy points to me. That's my mom, he says to the entire classroom. Uh, several eager faces look toward me, then return to Hector and his sword. But Murphy stays focused on me. The teacher settles the kids and introduces me as Murphy's mom and a writer. The kids wiggle around and Murphy shushes them. I look at my story arc, chart and the stack of magazines and then I look back to Murphy. I mentally review the bullet points of my opening speech. Murphy's smile <laughs> is eager. Then something slows down. Something in me falls away. I can barely retrieve the image of myself I conjured seconds earlier. I can't remember what I wanted, what I expected. I can only see and feel Murphy. I reach into my backpack and I pull out the matted pages I yanked from the home printer a little over an hour ago. I'd like to share an interview I did with Alvin and the Chipmunks, I say. A hand shoots up from the first row. You know Alvin? Not exactly, I say. Not exactly, I say. I am Alvin. The class murmurs approval and interest. Murphy flashes an even wider grin. I know that everyone else in the room will quickly forget my presentation when Hector wields his mighty, mighty ninja sword. But Murphy will remember. And I will remember. And in that moment, I feel all of my losses and failures dissolve with the benediction of his smile. For more information about Afterbirth, the live show, the book, or the podcast, please visit www.afterbirthstories.com. Thanks.